Hello and welcome to this episode of the Danish American Studies podcast. This podcast is developed and operated by students at the Center for American Studies at the University of Southern Denmark. This podcast is set on discussing the United States, its fascinating culture, its intriguing political landscape, and its socio-economic nature. We center on the United States' relations to itself and its interactions with the world around it. So, from all of us here at the Danish American Studies podcast, we hope you enjoy the show. And welcome to this episode of the Danish American Studies podcast. Today we are joined by my co-host Asmus Stolte, and we are joined by our two students uh, who is going to present their BA projects for us today. Uh, one of them is Casper, and the other is Leah. And we are going to start off with the topic of, yeah, the topic of the the BA projects from each of these students, and just an overall process of, of how they approach their project and, and how they got to their theme of this project. So we're going to start off with the Casper. How did you, uh, how did you deal with your project? Uh, hello. Um, how did I deal with my project? Uh, well, I, I guess I, I, I wrote about this TV series called The Leftovers and I have been a fan of that TV series for a long time. And it's always very, for anyone who's seen it, uh, they know it's it's intriguing and has a lot of mysteries and whatnot. So, so I was just I was so curious and trying to sort of decode it, and and that was sort of my. I mean, I didn't know what I was going to write about. I just knew I was going to going to write about that show, um, and then it just sort of, in a way, took off from there. I mean, I, of course, uh, a BA isn't. It seems like a big project, but it really isn't. So I just had to narrow it down constantly. Very interesting. Very interesting. And how about you, Leah? I actually uh, kind of built on top of what I wrote for my SRP in high school, because I wrote about in for my BA. I wrote about the female characters in Shakespeare's Macbeth and Hamlet, and about the kind of in the context of Elizabethan England and the role and expectation of women in society and how those expectations kind of affect these characters and how they either fit into them or break them. And I, for my SRP, I only work with Macbeth, but I, I, when I was working on that, I really felt like there were a lot more to be said or to look, be looked into with that subject. And then I, it got to the time where you were thinking about, oh yeah, I'm going to to be writing a BA at some point. I should probably figure out a subject. And then I had thought about doing something with poetry, but then I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. And I already had this idea that I could build on top of. So I decided to just do that because I already had some sources I knew I could use. Very interesting. So drawing a from an interest in the past to bring into the BA project. Very, uh, very smart. Um, so I just want to ask you, how did you approach sort of your, uh, your advisors or how did you sort of formulate your uh, project to your advisor in hopes that they were, might, uh, they might want to tag along on this project? Casper, if you want to start. Sure thing. Um, well, uh, we had so my advisor was uh, a guy called Brian, I guess, um, and we had him in a in a, a course called sort of like apocalypse. Well, it's called apocalypse now. Christian Mark. So it was about apocalypse text, um, and the lifter was in is a very atypical uh, apocalypse, apocalyptic uh, or apocalypse uh, story. Uh, so it just seemed fitting in a way to just ask him and be like, "Hey, want to be my?" advisor and how about julia so i had a bit of a longer process i think because i knew 
the advice I, I actually wanted because I, I am the one I actually ended up with. So, so everything turned out well, but I emailed Emily who I had at back at the first semester for like our basis literature course, because I thought she was just a really good at giving, giving feedback on what you did and was easy to talk to, which I felt like was a, an, an important thing when you're working on such a big project. And I emailed her in March, which, uh, but my email got lost in all the, the COVID chaos. So then I emailed someone else. And in the end, we, she found the email again and we got it settled, but it was a bit stressful to not know for a couple of months if I was going to go, which advice I was going to go with. Yeah, that's also uh, sounds interesting. Also talk about how it worked for you guys to come up with the process of, uh, or in the process of making the topic because it was under COVID, you needed to do this. So that's also interesting to see how that worked out. Uh, Leah, you just touched upon how long of a time span you used beforehand to uh, contact your uh, your supervisor what about you casper how when did you start to uh to get in contact with your supervisor well uh very late <laughs> very late way too late um i don't remember exactly when, when when was it we were supposed to pick one was it was it june or was it all the way over in august i think it uh at least for for yeah Casper Bjarne and I, it was for, uh, it was in the middle of August, I think. So yeah. I also think it's the same for you guys. Yes, uh, I'm pretty sure I, I didn't, I wrote to him all the way over in August, uh, mainly just because I had so many things around uh, university that was going, uh, going on. So, I, you know, I was just not really giving it the focus it needed to. And, and suddenly uh, my friend told me, hey, the deadline is coming up. Do you have a advisor? Uh, not really. Um, but like I said, Brian was sort of an obvious choice. So of course, I just I wrote him, and um, and thankfully, <laughs> he uh, he was able to take me on. So um, yeah, it worked out. <laughs> but uh, but I was way too late. So both of you have just uh, briefly mentioned your your process of of picking an advisor and also picking your topic. But what was the first sort of what was the first reaction? Uh, from your advisor to your topic of interest and did you have to sort of narrow it down from then on to sort of focus even more specifically on 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 your topic at hand and Leah you just briefly mentioned it before uh, so if you want to elaborate on this process uh, of working together with your advisor yeah so in the whole chaos of Emily losing my email I emailed Anita who we had for American literature and she at that point I hadn't chosen I was going to do the Shakespeare one I still had the idea of doing some sort of poetry analysis uh, and she I, I emailed her with both of my ideas and asked her if she would be willing to advise on either of those and she was fine and even suggested a couple of authors if I wanted to do the um, the, the poetry route uh, and then when I got through with Emily, I had kind of decided because that at the end that got decided around the start of the summer holiday, I think. And at that point I had kind of decided what I wanted to do with the Shakespeare thing. And then because I, I kind of already had a pretty set idea, I didn't have a lot of back and forth with like, you could do this route, you could do that route because I would kind of, was narrowed in in a way on what I wanted to do with the characters and I knew I had to limit myself quite a lot when because I wanted to write about two different plays in comparison to each other and you only have 25 pages so I didn't actually have a lot of back and forth but it's it from my understanding it's a really good idea to have a dialogue of some sort with your advisor if you are unsettled completely on a topic and they are most of them are very willing to help you figure out if you're uncertain about where you're going very good advice especially keeping in in, in contact with your advisor uh, if you're in doubt uh, how about you casper how did you approach it with your advisor 
Well, uh, funny story. Uh, I actually, uh, before I wrote to Brian, uh, sort of tested the waters, I guess. Um, I also wrote to Anita, uh, mainly just, I guess, because I knew her, um, saying, uh, would this uh, subject work? Um, it was, the, the subject I wrote to her was very vague and a little bit too broad. Um, she didn't mention anything like that, but she said that it was an interesting angle. Um, so that, of course, gave me the confidence to actually write to Brian afterwards. Uh, but yeah, uh, shortening it down, yes, definitely. Um, I, I, if, I, if I'm being self-critical, I'd definitely say that narrowing it down is sort of thing I didn't do enough in my final uh, results. So, so yeah, uh, pretty much every meeting with, with Brian went, you should, you should see if you could narrow it down a little bit more, a little bit more, uh, constantly said that because I just wanted to write about the whole series, but obviously that's <laughs> a very big project. So yeah, uh, constantly. Um, it, it ended up being, um, I compromised with him saying I, I, I got to, um, to focus on two characters throughout the whole show and, and, and that was as narrowed down as, as it became. Leah, you wanted to add something? Yes, it's just, as Casper said, it's, it's very difficult to narrow down your topic when you find something you are interested in and you really want to keep on developing it, but you don't really have the time to do it. So I think it's, it's really important to use your advisor there because when you're looking at the whole kill your darlings idea, you have all these great ideas about all the different ways you want to take your paper but you only have 25 pages and you do need to have all the things the introduction and the conclusion as well as things that make sense so i i yeah yeah so now when we talk about how to narrow it down um i was thinking how long in the process were you before you had narrowed down to what you ended up with was it like one month before you were to hand it in or longer before or closer to the deadline. So uh, Leah, if you would start. Yeah, I think I was kind of lucky in that I had worked with this topic before. So I already kind of had a, an idea of an outline in my head about the different things I wanted to get into. And I also, I knew the, the second play I had both read it and seen it performed before, so I just had to reread it. And I already, even and also the the in Hamlet, there's only there are only two female characters, so I knew even though I would probably have to spend a decent chunk of texts on my Macbeth part because there's there are more in that one. I knew that even. I would probably be able to do both things, but it's it's I think it's really important to figure out some kind of outline which will definitely develop and change as you write, but at the beginning have some sort of idea of these are the most important things for me to have as a part of my my paper because then you can cut other things out if you have to, which I did have to, but yeah, that sounds really interesting. Um and some good uh, good advice on that as well. Casper, uh, what about you and your process of narrowing it down? Um, I I believe I narrowed down to these two characters uh, pretty early on, actually. I think it was around September, October. I already had sort of an idea of, of, of that I wanted to write about these two characters uh, with my advice, obviously. Um, the thing is, uh, I wanted to be, like, I wanted all the, in my original plan, I wanted to be done completely with all the writing uh, in the summer. So it felt like way too late um, that I started uh, narrowing it down. Um, I, I believe it, all, it was also because I sort of, I started having, I, I wanted to completely structure the thing before I started digging into it, which was a big mistake, I think, because I, I set my mind on how I wanted it to look. And then I started actually doing research and watching the thing. And I realized this, this might not be the, the best approach. And, and we're talking maybe October here. And even that was felt like too late to change it. 
And now we're going to approach the topic of theory and method uh, within your assignments or within your BA projects and how you approach the topic, uh, both with your advisor, but also your personal reflections on how you want to study and uh, reach your conclusion in your project. So Casper, if we're going to start with you, uh, how did you approach the, the concept of theory and method in your BA project? Well, uh, I, I believe I, I call, kind of call it the, the literary curse in a way because uh, I didn't think so much about theory and method uh, because usually what I do when I have a literary text or something, I try to, I, I, I'm calling it decode, sort of encode the message in, in it. What is the, the author uh, attempting to, to say with this, this uh, literary work? Um, and that can both be like behind the lines and, and stuff like that, something that you have to dig for. Uh, and that's usually what I constantly do. So I wasn't, and I, I, was, I just wanted to do the exact same thing with the leftovers, the, the TV series. Um, so I, I didn't really think about, I need to find the perfect theory for this, um, which probably was not a good thing, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it is literature, so, you, so like, it's going to work, but um, advice, uh, keep on, like, make sure you find something that, that someone else has written. And, and the problem with, I mean, I, I love, uh, like, films and TV, TV series, and I think people should continue writing academic texts on it, but the problem with it, especially in the BA, is that not a lot of people have written um, too many academic texts on TV series compared to, like, classic novel or a classic uh, poesy, poetry. Um, so that's one of the, the, the big challenges when you're picking something like, a, for example, TV series, like I did, uh, especially one that's, that is as new. I did manage to find a lot, but I saw it was not really academic. It was, I just found online articles about it, um, which of course, I mean, I think you can still use it because it is in a way relevant, but you need to sort of state that, like this is an academic, this is something you found online and you, there's no guarantee that this is, has any credibility behind it. It might just be the opinions of someone online, but um, you can still use it to sort of get a uh, general opinion on, on, on what where people are with it. Um, but yeah, where did I find fear and methods? Uh, Actually, uh, I did just search on, on the leftovers on, on every place, you know, JSTOR, uh, Summon on, on SDU, and just went down to the, to the library and trying to find as many books uh, that seemed important to the theme that I was going with. Uh, the series is a lot about uh, religions and, and people's um, psychological uh, connection to it. Uh, so I just just started searching for every religious book that seemed to be about my subject and every psychological book that seemed to be about it. Um, that's, that's, a, that's a hard uh, job to do because <laughs> not all the books are going to be completely about what you want to write about. Um, so, so yeah, if you're doing my approach, you're going to have to read a lot. Um, but that's also interesting. I learned a lot doing those processes. So. Um, yeah, I just search everywhere for something that seems like it. And then and first I just took the, the very classical literary approach, which was just, what are they trying to say with this? So yeah, maybe even in a search for a, a particular method, you found a lot of other knowledge and, and plenty of other methods and theories to sort of maybe uh, your topic. Um, Leah, how about you? How did you approach it? also wasn't very like consciously aware of method and theory because also I, my understanding of American studies and English in this context is that you are required to have a method section in your bachelor or am I wrong about we don't have to do that so it I what I did was actually a feministic reading of these two plays but it wasn't something I was actually like conscious that I was doing I was looking at the inequalities between the female and male characters, but I didn't say in my introduction or in my abstract, this is what I'm doing. 
like I'm doing a feministic reading, I probably said it with other words, but it wasn't something I was conscious of. And I, I think I did actually do my research kind of like Casper did, because I spent most of the summer reading academic articles and papers, but I'm in the opposite end of the, there is a lot, people have said a lot of things about Shakespeare. So I have read so many things. I borrowed, I think, five books from the library to read. And I think only three of them maybe actually ended up in my, I ended up actually using. And so I spent a lot of time just looking and finding academic things that actually said something about the kind of themes I wanted to look at in these uh, place and uh, kind of discovered new things about the same subject but people have said oh we, I look at Ophelia this way and I look at Lady Macbeth this way and and kind of oh yeah okay I think about this way in in another way or this topic that's not my opinion on this so it's kind of I think you can learn a lot but it it is it takes a lot of time so depending on, you have to give yourself the time to do that if you want to do it that way. Can I just jump in? Yeah. Sure. Um, uh, yeah, that's correct. Uh, that, uh, I wanted to add that uh, really the, the, the approach when it comes to the literature and definitely the analysis and theory is, you know, you, you see what other people have said uh, and, and, and sort of what other in a way investigations they have made on the text uh, and, and the work. Um, so yeah, you, you, I, when it comes to, to literature theory and method, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of it is about uh, sort of getting a general um, understanding of what other, other are saying on and see, have you been reading it the same way? Uh, and if not, why is that? Yeah. So, that sounds interesting from from both of you how how to come up with the with what to do um i was just thinking because on american studies we were surprised to have the theory and method section in our bachelors so um yeah i know crazy um but i just want to hear if there were any formal structuring of the ba project that um what can say that struck you as something you didn't think about to have in the project or was it just good and you knew what to put in it from the start uh casper if you would start um no nothing really surprised me i guess um i wasn't too sure what an abstract was before we really started but i knew it was in there so i knew i you know i knew i was going to have to face it at one point um uh not really and the thing is a lot of people throughout uh the years i've been studying on university now uh, a lot of people constantly comment on like oh you need to have um well what's it called you need to have sort of a one section where you explain the whole thing and then you need to have your analyzation section and then you need to have your discussion or your debate this section and I have never personally structured my uh, assignments around that because, I mean, of course, I introduced the whole thing at the beginning, but like analyzation and discussion to me is very fluid. It's very, to me, it seems sort of a part of it. Um, so, so no, uh, not really. I mean, maybe it's just because I'm stubborn, but even when people ask me, oh, how are you structuring? How, how are you putting this section up? I, I went, I'm not putting them up like that. I'm just sort of analyzing, analyzing them, discussing them, and then I'm analyzing again and then discussing it again. So, well, I, I, I guess I can say that, you know, don't, don't be so afraid of not following all the structures that you're being told. Um, of course they work. So, you know, do it if you, if you feel you have to, but don't be afraid not to. Um, and no, um, no, I don't, I wouldn't say anything really surprised me. Um, we weren't as, as, as unlucky as you to have the theory and method section, but um, yeah. Yeah, great. What about you, Leia? Uh, anything surprised you? 
not really. As as Casper has kind of co said, it's just the bachelor kind of just seems like an extended version of some of our literary exams we've had, with the exception of, of course, the abstract, which I have tried to write before. So it's just something you need to remember, you need to do. And but other one, I'm kind of I think the opposite end of the spectrum from Casper with regards to like setting up the paper because I'm very much one of those people who have a lot of headings and subheadings in my because I, I agree that the analysis kind of fluidly goes over into the discussion but I've always liked keeping them separate in a way so that maybe the end of the analysis kind of binds together with the start of the discussion but they are two very different sections in the paper but no we didn't we didn't get blindsided like you did <laughs> so i just i was just curious uh, did you um in regards to your structure of your paper did you reach out to sort of your uh, advisor or any other uh, fellow students in uh, to get sort of an inspiration for where you were heading with your project and how they were structuring it um I didn't really reach out to anyone. I just constantly uh, kept in touch with uh, with Brian about does this work? Is it fine? One of the first thing I actually did was uh, so he sent me a text uh, he had found that was sort of on this, this, uh, the subject, um, and then I I noticed the way that one was structured, and I asked, does does this make sense? Can I do sort of the same thing? Um, so I always had structure in mind uh, before I wrote it. However, I can say that I got extremely, uh, my most stressful time was after I written the first draft and I realized there's no, there's no structure in this thing. Uh, I, so what I did was I took the whole thing and I color coded uh, all the, the words to say, okay. And then I, I made uh, an outline uh, on colors and I sort of said, okay, so this one can fit the blue color, for example, and this one can fit the red color, and then of course blue would be before red. <laughs> and then I, which also helped me find the parts that should just be deleted. Um, yeah, but that's sort of a personal thing where I just, sometimes I just start writing and I just don't stop. And suddenly it's, 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 it's a lot, it's too much. Um, so I had I had structure in mind, and I constantly asked my uh, my advisor Brian. But um, then I sort of went into my own zone and just figure it out. Um, I will say I probably should have uh, reached out a little bit more um, to other people, uh, not just Brian. How about you, Lee? Uh, did you uh, reach out to anybody uh, about the structure and and the BA? Uh, not really. I I emailed Emily, I think it was in September, about this was my kind of outline idea because I already had a pretty set idea how I thought it was the most logical way of put, setting up my paper with like having the historical context in the beginning and then doing the analysis and then doing the discussion because I didn't think it was would make sense to to do it in any other order. So I just, how does this sound? And she said it sounded fine. And then I just worked from that. And then some things within each section, I maybe moved around, but all in all, it was just introduction, historical context, analysis, discussion, conclusion. So guys, now we have talked about how to structure the, the BA project uh, in formal views. I just want to hear something about how you structured your own work during the three, four months that the, you wrote your BA. Was it stressful for you guys or did you structure it so you had like a good time to deal with the BA project? Uh, Leia, if you could start to, to talk about your structuring. Yeah, so I, I found the, the, at least the beginning of the process quite stressful because I started my minor in history at the same time and history is very very reading heavy so I was suddenly thrown into having two subjects with each a thousand pages for the the 
the entire semester. And I, for the most of September, I didn't get anything done. And I realized that I am very deadline motivated and I can't set the deadlines myself. So what I ended up doing was I emailed my advisor and said, I need some deadlines, just loose deadlines. So I know I have to turn something in. And, and we did that. So I had four deadlines during the semester. And then after the last deadline, I had, I think, two weeks until it had to be turned in the final thing. And that was really helpful because then I had, I turned in part of my historical context. And then after, later that same week, we had a Zoom meeting where we talked about it and I got feedback on what I had actually written. So I had time to change it if something was missing or something needed to be different. And also I could develop it and I knew I had to put aside time to work on the my my paper so I didn't get behind because I was trying to keep up with my classes at the same time. And also I think it worked really well for me because I ended up having an exam in one of my classes the last week before the BA was due. So I, because I had structured my time the way I did, I was actually more or less finished with the paper a week before it had to be turned in. So I could, um, which is also one of, one of my advices to other people, get someone to proofread your paper for you, if you can, because it's so difficult to see your own mistakes when you've been looking at this thing for a couple of months. And I could send it off to my dad, luckily enough, and then focus on this exam paper I had to do. And then in between, kind of get bits back and, oh, there's a grammar mistake here and there, and then edit it. And then actually had the time to read through it at the end and not feel that stressed about it, which was lucky because I feel you need to be aware of the most important thing is to figure out how to organize your time. So you have time to write the paper. Well, that's actually a good good way to, to structure it, get your advisor to help you to structure your, your time if, uh, if you have a difficult time to do that yourself. Casper, um, what about you and your structuring of your work during your BA? Well, um, I know that my strength uh, my weaknesses uh, is that I can write extremely quickly. I can write something. I can write like uh, a lot of pages in in a very short time. So I knew I could write something. But what I what that usually amounts to is that some of it is very unfocused and doesn't sound very precise. So what I need to do is give myself time to uh, correct all of it and make it better. Um, so my original structure. Uh, actually was that I was going to start all the way back in February and be like, this is where I can get, uh, find out what I want to write about. I knew I wanted to write about the show, but find precisely what I want to write about. And then just collect uh, research and, and watch it and, and just, you know, prepare yourself for the summer. And then my plan was to write all summer long and then just sort of, you know, be done with the whole writing uh, when the semester started. Uh, so that I had the whole semester not only to to also actually uh, get involved in in the uh, the the optional uh, courses that I had chosen, but also had time to check it and just make it better and better and better. The problem was that uh, Corona completely threw that out of the picture, um, and like I said, I didn't get an advisor until August, and I really got busy. Uh, also the exams and other stuff before summer, so I didn't I didn't prepare for the summer. I did collect a lot of uh, books and data uh, in the summer, so I got that out of the way. But um, I was <laughs> way behind on my schedule. And then once the semester actually started, it became a big uh, balancing act uh, between the, the, the courses I'd chosen and the, uh, the bachelor, obviously. I was lucky though, because I only had one exam. Um, which laid around middle of uh, January. So I could sort of uh, prioritize my bachelor um, about the other thing, but I was very interested in the other thing, obviously. Um, I will say I was lucky when it comes to Brian, because Brian was good at setting up meetings where we would talk about it um, pretty often. So that, and I, I guess, guess it's pride. I want to not seem like I'm not working. So I constantly push myself to have something for the, the meetings. Um, 
and that set a good good structure. So so around like every month I had uh, a couple uh, eight more pages uh, like sentiment we could talk about. Um, so every month I would about write like eight pages. Um, I'm pretty sure I wrote a lot more around October. I think I, I think I made the first draft around October, and then I just dedicated all of November to just uh, making it better and better and better. But that obviously, I, I didn't know. I, I don't think I got very stressful about it because I'm not. I don't stress so much about my studies. But um, it got very. Um, uh, what's time? What's the word? Uh, it, it got very. My 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 space my my time was completely dedicated to that, and I wasn't doing anything but bachelor, and I couldn't focus on my uh, my courses. I went to the classes and I had a good time, but I couldn't write, I couldn't read, couldn't prepare for the classes. I just bachelor, 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 and um, Corona also made it challenging because you know we weren't really allowed to be any a lot of other places. I went to the the, the university's um, reading hall to just sort of get out of my home <laughs> and have a place that I could write without getting distracted from everything else. Um, so yeah, I just, I ended up dedicating all November to it and, um, and that got me through it. Um, I, I should have followed my, um, my, my original plan a little better because I wanted, I would have wanted more time to look at it. And I know that I need, in order to have this time, I also need to have my free, free space to sort of recharge and just not think about it. Uh, because my best very much came down to it being a project that I had just, I've been looking at for so long that I couldn't see what was wrong with it anymore. So yeah, I needed, it would have been better if I had the, the time to to not think about it and, and put a little bit aside. Um, but yeah. So, We've we've talked a little bit about how Corona uh, played a part in in the whole writing process, not the, directly in the writing process, but but the process of writing your BA projects. Was there was Corona a big uh, obstacle for you guys, and was there any other obstacles which uh, hindered your pro writing process or made it difficult for you guys to sort of either get get material the material that you needed uh, or the uh, advisor uh, that you needed maybe uh, maybe that one meeting that you actually needed from your advisors uh, Leah how, if you could start us off yeah so I, I I actually I got my books from the library before the library got shut back down so so that I on that point it was fine and I think the zoom meetings worked well enough so that wasn't really a problem but I, um, we actually got an outbreak of COVID at my dorm, uh, including me when I was writing. So um, in the middle of November, I think, we were six people from my kitchen who were in isolation in each of our own rooms. So I was quite happy I've actually gotten slightly ahead of my schedule at that point, because I had a couple of days where I was not, was not doing anything. Nothing was happening. But I, I I was lucky enough that it wasn't anything serious. It just sucked. But it was. I I I think I would have liked to be able to like go to the library and sit there and write more than I was able to because I did in the beginning of the semester when it was still open and things weren't quite as extra as restrictive. But I I think I weren't actually as affected as I think other people might have been, because I can work quite well from home once I kind of figured it out. But it was it was at times really difficult to just have to sit at your desk in your room and not really be able to to go somewhere else with your computer. But uh, yeah, it, it I think it worked relatively well, but it was annoying. I would have liked to see my see my advisor in real life instead of through a screen. So even in the worst cases, just be prepared and maybe uh, be prepared that you can catch COVID in, in an instance like this and then write ahead uh, so, so that it doesn't affect uh, your writing process as much. That's, that's a good point. Casper, uh, how about you? Yeah, like, uh, like the assets on also what you, what you said, you mean plan, you know, plan ahead that 
things might happen. So like plan free space uh, so that you 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 allow to sort of be behind schedule. Um, but uh, yeah, about the obstacles, uh, Corona was a big one for me. Not so much in the actual writing process. I mean, Corona didn't do anything. I mean, I I could I can write uh, from home. I've been doing that a lot of times. But it was more on the motivation and uh, all the things surrounding it. I was extremely busy around that time, but I had prepared my schedule so that I was not as busy around May and June. The problem with the Corona was just that Corona pushed everything that I planned to be done with to May and June. So I got really busy around that time. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, like I, yeah, I mean, I, I can write from home, but it definitely did not help my motivation, uh, Corona, the, because it felt like, like I, I like to go someplace else and just, I mean, sort of enjoy the, not necessarily the company of my friends, but just like being able to feel that other people are also here and working, for example, down at the library, uh, sitting there and, and, and just working. But it, it felt like there was this constant uh, mentioning that it was uh, not responsible to go down to the, to the library if you didn't have to. So I wouldn't use it that much. And that definitely hindered a lot of the motivation to, to keep writing because I mean, it's so much easier to just put on the TV and not do anything uh, when you're from home. Uh, whereas if, when I when I go someplace else, I'm sort of I've dedicated time to work, so I should also use it. And the atmosphere of just sitting someplace with other people, just sort of going about their day and when working, really helps a lot. Uh, but it's also that that was also why I just went to the, the reading halls and just sat there pretty much all of November and just went like, okay, I have to do something. I have to get something down. Not that I was behind, but I just I wasn't happy with my first draft. So obviously I have to dedicate a little bit more time to it. Um, other obstacles? Mm, no, not nothing I can really think of other than just Corona missing with all of the the planning that I gone into it. Um, but yeah, if you if you just you you make sure to plan ahead that, that you're allowed to go uh, to miss your deadlines just a little bit. That's I guess that would work. I guess that could help it. Yeah, I also think even though that it's an exceptional time with COVID right now, just in general, have like put time in to say that you can't get sick during normal times still and just don't do anything for a couple of days. Uh, that's just a general advice for me as well, just to do that. But I was thinking due to the pandemic um you said you had your you spoke with your advisor in zoom most of the time um i was just thinking how did your working with the advisor go did you use your advisor a lot or was it more like here and there and just a little bit uh casper if you could uh, could start um, yeah, I used my advisor a, a lot. I think I, I think I could have used him even more. Uh, the thing was, I went into the bachelor thinking I got this under control. I, I know exactly what I what I well not exactly, but I know I want to write about this, and, and I never had any problems uh, writing. Like I said, I can write really quickly. Um, I just need to dedicate time to make it better. Um, but I, I've always had a good sort of planning and self discipline, so I. I didn't expect to be using to uh, to be using my my advisor that much, but I think that might also have hindered it a little bit because honestly, I just never thought about using my advisor the way, for example, Leah did. Um, I mainly just saw it as sort of a, a little guidance to say, "Oh, you you are heading the right direction," or "Oh, you're going completely off mark. Maybe you should take a few steps back." Uh, and I definitely used him for that. I will say. Um, I probably could have used him to comment a little bit more on my uh, on on what I actually was writing because at one point I sent him eight pages and he had a few comments but otherwise he seemed like it was fine um, and, and and that gave me a lot of confidence to just keep on writing but the more I looked at it myself I realized that I had been writing a lot of resume about the the, the show like I was just been writing action and what happens instead of actually writing like theory or anything behind what I was trying to say with this. 
uh, and I just filled my pages with that instead. And and, and he he didn't comment on that. So um, I um, yeah. I mean, I get if he had comment on that, I wouldn't. So like, just don't be scared of asking. Uh, like, is my writing okay? Could I in theory send all this in? Because I know there was for me at least a little bit of a little bit of fear of of seeming like you didn't understand what you were writing. Like, I didn't want to appear dumb, I guess. So I was a little afraid of asking the, the quote unquote dumb questions. Um, and and really, you shouldn't. Uh, they're there to help you. So so yeah. Yeah, that's one way to do it, you could say. Uh, Leia, what about you? Uh, how did your working with your supervisor go? Uh, I think it went quite well once I figured out what I needed because I think I had maybe four, maybe five Zoom meetings all in all during the fall semester where I had beforehand sent her a piece of writing which she had then looked at and read and then we she gave me feedback on it and we talked a little generally about how the project was going and then she would also send me uh, her comments in text so if i didn't get something during the, the meeting i would still have it which was very helpful for me but i think new people who need to to start writing next semester uh, would be uh, something you need to be aware of is that one, you need to figure out what kind of help you need from your advisor and also you need to communicate that to them because the whole thing with the meetings I had set up with Emily was something I set up. She sent out an email to all of the, the, the bachelor students she, she was advising and said something like, here's some basic how to write a big paper things and then about but anything else she kind of was tell me what you need from me. So it's important to communicate what you need. So if you get some kind of feedback back that doesn't work for you, talk to your advisor about why you need something slightly different. And most of them will probably be willing to change how they give feedback. Yeah, that's also good. Casper, um, you have something to add? Yeah, I'll just quickly add, uh, whenever we're talking about advisors, uh, because I saw this with a lot of my friends who were struggling with, with writing it. I, I don't think you should be afraid of, of telling your advisor that you are really struggling uh, with, with writing, uh, that you just, you know, you're not satisfied with, with what comes on the page. Uh, because, I mean, it might not be their job to help you with that, but they know where to point you uh, if they, you really need some help with, with just, you know, writing stuff in there, or if you're like extremely nervous about it or is there anything wrong with it? I mean, even though it feels like it's not academic, uh, don't don't be afraid to talk to your advisors, really. All right, so we are reaching the end of this episode uh, of the podcast, and I think we have sort of touched upon very interesting aspects of, of writing the BA and what's important in the BA and how to sort of deal with the whole process. Um, is there any last pro tips uh, you can sort of give to our listeners out there some uh, some elements of the process which you are like this works really well for me um, or especially during COVID was there anything that sort of kept you sane during the process of, of, of writing your BA is there some pro tips out there for our listeners uh, Leah if you want to start yeah for me I think as we've already said like communicating with your advisor and managing your time and putting in some buffer time in case something happens. But also like maybe, especially in COVID time, we actually didn't do it, but I think it would have been nice to do it, to like meet up online with your friends and just casual talk, then maybe talk a bit about how your bachelor is going, how their bachelor is going, so you can actually support each other a little bit and just hear, oh, you could do something like this, or you could do something like that. Sometimes, you know, just need to bitch about what the 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 two hundred page book you read that you can't use for anything, or of yeah, just just talk to other people because I felt this semester it was very easy to just kind of lock yourself in and trying to figure out how to get it get it done. 
And I also, I, for me, it was nice. I got some reading, not a lot, but some done during the summer. So I wasn't quite as stressed about getting all the basic things done before you can even start writing. So I think that's my advice, kind of try to figure out just part of what you want to do so you can do a bit over the summer. Very good advice, solid advice. And Casper, uh, how about you? Well, yeah, definitely like Leah says, I mean, try doing it with, with other people, even though you're not writing uh, together. I mean, just sit down and, and, and talk about it, especially because everyone is, is heading towards their um, their other courses. You know, you're not, you're not uh, studying Americans, uh, not only studying American or English studies anymore. So, you know, it can, it can at times get a little lonely if you're just staying with your bachelor alone, just, just you know, grab your old friends and, and be like, hey, you want to meet up or something. And I would say, hopefully, Corona won't be around while you're writing it in the future. But really, going someplace else and write is was a big help for me. Uh, really big help. I mean, uh, right now you can't do it, go anywhere. But like before, uh, I could go down to the reading hall. That really, really, really helped. Um, and then I'm also going to say this just because uh, it has been said before, but it hasn't been said enough. Narrow it down. You can never narrow it down too much. Very good advice. Leah, you want to add something? Yeah, I just forgot. Proofreading. Give yourself time to proofread or get someone else to do it because it's, it's a really important part of the process which sucks to do but is very essential for actually catching the little mistakes you've made when you changed a sentence and you forgot to delete the other half that needs to go or when you have completely forgotten what grammar is and all of those things that's that's the last step you need to do and you don't want to do it but it's important that you do it very good advice personally i also think proofreading is is a great concept and and use it maybe uh, one time too many uh, it's good just you just use it uh, that's that's all new I just want to uh, thank both of you for being in this podcast with us today and uh, talking about your BAs and the whole process of going through the BA. Um, this is all for our episode today. Uh, this has been the Danish American Studies podcast and uh, thanks for listening.